Why is the offense so much more prolific this year? I, I think when we are clicking, we execute very well. Um, as coaches, they game plan very well. As players, I believe our ta talent level and our effort uh, is probably better than a lot of teams in this league. Uh, and that, and that's, that's the only reason I can – I mean, shoot, I'm a good quarterback. I have great targets. That's, that's, a, that's a magic buildup for a great offense. So in a way that makes the turnover margin even more frustrating, that, that, that you're stopping yourselves a, a little bit. Uh, yeah, well, you, you can't beat yourself in any way, uh, whether it's turnovers, whether it's mainly, mainly turnovers. You can't beat yourself. Yeah, that pretty much sums up the Bucks season so far. And welcome back to Real Bucks Talk Podcast. This is Michael Plus, joined by Mark Ramirez. And in today's episode, we're just going to pretty much preview the next matchup, which, which is against the San Francisco 49ers, as they are 2-8 and eight coming into Tampa against against the Bucks, who are 3-7. and seven. And hopefully the Bucks can find a way to win, but... We're kind of hoping they just continue to lose because that's probably what's going to happen. You look at this team, the San Francisco 49ers team, everyone thought they were going to be, you know, the surprise team this year as they came off a nice, you know, I think it was six games in a row they won last year to get six and ten. Uh, Jimmy G looked like he was the next best thing. Unfortunately, he gets hurt this year. I think he tore his ACL. Then they lost McKinnon as well before the, the season even started. So they had a makings of a good team, and you look at their offense, it's led by Kyle Shanahan, who just does an amazing job of getting people open and then finding ways to run the football as their fifth in the league in rushing, which is, which is great. Uh, defensively, uh, I think they're pretty stout up front. Again, back seven is still a concern for them. But overall, this is a team that, you know, it's probably better than the record, just like the Bucks. I mean, we're better than our record says, but you have two teams that are just finding ways to beat themselves week, week in and week out. And, Mark, I think you look at this game, I don't know. I think Jameis is he's probably going to have to take over if they want to win. But I think offensively, I think San Francisco is going to be too tough because of what Shanahan can do. Isn't that funny? A 2-8 and eight football team is too tough for a 3-7 and seven football team. <laughs> I'm looking at the 49ers. Yeah, we both know Kyle Shanahan is one of these offensive-minded, really young guys. That he's almost like a Sean McVay, like great offensive mind. He knows how to get people open, knows how to use all of his guys to his best ability. 49ers don't have much. Like you just said, their quarterback that they wanted to start the season with out torn ACL. Right. Running back that they their shiny new toy, Jerick McKinnon. I think he had the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. ACL. Yeah. So your two main options are gone, and you're Matt Breida, right? Yeah, yeah, he's good. That's all you have, and you're still fifth in rushing in the league. Mm -hmm. Your passing attack, yeah, it's 24th in the league. Why is that? Because you don't have much weapons on the outside. You have an old Garcon. You have yeah. uh, Goodwin, right? Yeah, Goodwin. But he's just a speed threat. Mm -hmm. And then you have George Kittle. Yeah, Kittle's he pretty good. He's good. Yeah, I mean, and they're finding ways to get them. And what I love most about the 49ers is damn near every play has a, a play action. Or it's either play action, there's a man moving in motion. Mm -hmm. It's just trying to draw the defense, try, trying to show off the defense's cards, right? Right. Trying to find out what they're doing so that you can beat them. And it's common sense. It's it's not our traditional offense of just put five wide and mm -hmm. – 
well, let's see. Hope, roll the dice. Let's see if it happens. No, I mean, it's a smart way of playing with what you have. And really, they have just George Kittle, and that's about it, in my opinion. Right. As as far as weapons to pass to goes. Yeah. Um, and then you look at their defense, they're balanced. They're 12th against the pass and 11th against the run. And look at their defensive front. They're big. They're big boys. They have, uh, mm-hmm. what, 6'7"? Um, Armstead, and, and then they have Buckner. Buckner's another big boy, huge. Yeah. And then Solomon Thomas. Solomon Thomas. Those are three really big guys. Yeah. Um, Linebacker cores. They added, um, crap, what's his name? The guy in the middle that's pretty good uh, from BYU. Can't remember his name, though, but he's playing well. And then they have uh, Reuben Foster still. And Yeah, he didn't play against the Giants, but. Yes, they have Reuben Foster, Fred Warm- Warner. Yeah, Warner, that's the guy. And he's, Malcolm Smith. He's Yeah, those two guys are pretty good. And then, you know, the back secondary with uh, Richard Sermon, who they added. And then they have a good safety. Uh, I want to say Tart or. Yes, Tart. Tart. And then Richard there's. Chukwiski, Tart. And then there's. And the, Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward, yeah, he's a good player, too. So. Yeah, they have a pretty good stout, and it's young, you know, young defensively. You know, you're eighth overall on defense. Yeah, so that's a tough, gritty team. That's two and eight. Right. I mean, they're almost. They win the game against the Giants if you if they don't turn the ball over. Right. They they led in almost every category. They just 34 minutes as opposed to what I think they're like 26 for the the Giants to have time of possession. Right. Um, total yards, they had almost 400 yards. The Giants barely had. Not even three hundred. Uh, yeah, they're just a well balanced and coached team. They just need to get better talent mm-hmm. to use. That's and, it. And I think they have they have like the same problem as us with the turnover margin. I think they're like right below us as far as as far as the turnover margin goes. Like they don't really get takeaways, and then they turn it over themselves. So they kind of have like the same issues that we're facing, where we just you know beat ourselves with penalties or what you know what have you. Uh, but it would be interesting to see like how the Bucks would be if they had a Kyle Shanahan type coach oh, with the weapons that we have and how he's able to you know utilize um, with his ability just to get George Kittle open is is pretty impressive and imagine if he had uh, the weapons that we possess and be able to use. But I don't know. I look at this game. You look at our offense against their defense. Obviously, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough sledding. I mean. That's that's no joke of a defense over there on the other side. Our offensive line's kind of banged up, or they're probably going to be able to get pressure. Jameis is probably going to have to find windows to throw through as far as those you know six, seven guys in, in your passing lanes. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, have to run the football with Peyton Barber. That's going to be tough. Um, I don't I don't see them think we're going to be able to run. Yeah, I mean, so it's going to be trying to push the ball deep like we always do. <laughs> You know, without play action or any any of that nature, and hope Jameis doesn't turn over the ball. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's really all it is. I mean, you got to take care of the football. Hopefully, we can make some plays with the guys that we have. Mike Evans mismatch against whoever he's playing. Whether they're going to put Sherman on him or or vice versa, Deshaun against their other corner. Um, so there's probably going to be some mismatches, mismatches that we can take advantage of, but will we? Probably not, because we've seen it, you know, week in and week out. We continue to do the same agenda, same thing uh, daily. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I agree with you. There's, yeah. Why would you expect a change when there just hasn't been? Mm-hmm. I mean, you see these other teams; they're making changes. Just 
like literally through the season. We haven't really seen a change on offense besides changing our quarterback back and forth. That's all we've ever seen. The same offense has been applied. Right. I mean, Winston looked really, really good when he came in against the Giants. But, again, you were down. Right. The, the defense is playing off. Mm. They're not really playing as aggressive as they were. So he's going to have easier throws to make. And that's that wasn't what Fitzpatrick had to face the, the first half, right? Right, right? So, I mean, he had an easier defense. That's the same thing with the Fitzpatrick coming in when Winston got benched in the Bengals game. Mm-hmm. When you have such a huge hole, the defense is going to be like, okay, well, we'll give you a couple because yeah. – They're just going to waste clock. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I hope you see some of those RPOs that we saw Winston do. I hope you see the quick short passes or mm-hmm. the the mismatches of game planning to get a just a 10 yards, not a big chunk. I mean, I hope you do see a dedication to the run like we did against the Giants. and But early and often, keep it up. That's all that San Francisco is doing. Yeah. Like, they literally give an illusion of a run in every play. That's all Oklahoma's doing mm-hmm. with uh, everyone's fan favorite, Lincoln Riley. Yeah. I mean, this it's not that hard. You can bring what Lincoln Riley's doing into the NFL right now. It's it's not – what do you think Andy Reid's doing? Mm-hmm. And Sean McVay. Every one of their plays – like you said, it's almost eleven personnel. There's almost a tight end on every two tight ends on every right. down. Mm-hmm. Why? Because everyone thinks you're going to run. When we put two tight ends, you better sure as hell believe we're always running the ball. So it's it's dumb for us to do it because everyone's going to read run. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and that's the thing. So we see that we've all always been saying that all throughout the season. So it's kind of getting repetitive. It's and that's why we don't expect any change. It's. Yeah. Do we want to see more of the good things that you did show against the Giants? Yeah. But do we think you're going to do that to start the game? No. <laughs> I would like to see an effort to try and get an early lead and keep pushing it. Right. Right? And keep trying to push, like, not push the ball deep. <laughs> I mean, push it as, like, keep trying to turn it on. Like, don't hold back. That's what you did against the, the Saints. Yeah. And you haven't done it since. You, you're... You have these lulls in between, and and Winston said it. Like when they're clicking, they're a pretty damn good team. And our six, our top six, the four receivers, two tight ends, and minus OJ now, mm-hmm. are pretty much better than every anything else on any other team. Right. Yeah. So it's just using them correctly, and that's why we always say they don't get used correctly. But this is a two and eight team we're facing. Yeah. I honestly think, again, we should win. Yeah. Should win a lot of games, but. I'm hoping we lose, honestly. And because of that, watch us win. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the only way I see us win, like I said earlier, is the Jameis effect. I think with his ability, especially at home, um, I think he'll be able to come out strong and start fast, like always, like he usually does. Uh, The problem is once he gets past that first drive and you start making, you know, adjustments and then other teams start making adjustments, that's the only thing I worry about as far as, you know, how they're going to play. But... I would expect us to put up at least some points. Uh, again, the problem is once we get onto the other side of the field and our defense, and that that's probably going to be the big issue because I think San Francisco is probably going to be able to control the clock. But wrapping up our offense, I think you know it's pretty much the same thing every week. Like we said, you know, protect the football, utilize what you have, take what the defense gives you, try to stay balanced with within your play calling, try to run the football consistently, and use play action. Uh, I see teams around the league, they're using play action so much, it's ridiculous. And the, the amount that we use it, 
but we use it, but we don't use it the right way. And that's pretty much our whole offense. Nothing is used the right way. And that's what allows for turnovers to happen. That's what allows for, you know, inconsistent play, inconsistent play inside the red zone. So it's, it's just a combination of things, but Mark is right. You know, we'll be at the game and we'll be cheering for them to do good, but also lose at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a sad truth, guys. I mean, you're, you're three and seven. In my opinion, it's, I'd rather lose bad. Mm Mm-hmm. And play for the future than be mediocrity. Right, exactly. I mean, either first or your last, right? Yeah. I mean, Ricky Bobby. What's the best case scenario? You win, you win the rest of your games. You finish nine and seven, and you maybe make the playoffs. You maybe not, but it doesn't help you in the end. I mean, it doesn't help you in the long term. I mean, still, even if this team somehow sneaked into the playoffs, do you really think that they would be able to? coach these guys the right way and, and be able to win a game that is a playoff magnitude type caliber game. No, we would probably get our asses kicked probably 35 to nothing or something like that. So really you're just wasting your time. It's better to just uh, move on, take the losses, get the new staff in here, do what you got to do as far as building this team again, because let's face it, the window is over like our window to win, you know, with a cheap rookie quarterback, that's gone. It's over with, you know, unfortunately it passed and now we're looking at another window, hopefully creating itself. To win with a what? A cheap rookie quarterback? Yeah, cheap rookie contract quarterback. On rookie contract, that's what I meant. Oh. Jameis like, is entering his, he's going to be more expensive now. And now okay, it's going to okay. be harder to, uh, with the salary cap and everything. True. Okay. How's, so, what the hell are you talking about? Sorry, I probably lost everyone there. But anyway, uh, yeah, the window's pretty much closed. So, you know. There's no point in, in winning right now. Then you lose out another Quinn Nelson, and we don't want that. We want to get good caliber players. Okay, and then for those who – this was our – this is our last, to me, winnable game. Yeah. So you looking at, look, just looking ahead before we talk about our defense versus their offense, which is going to be sad. But we have the Panthers coming up next week, mm-hmm. Saints after that, Ravens after that, Dallas, who's in a playoff run. The Ravens are in a playoff run. And the Falcons end the season at home. No, yeah. there's just, in my opinion, in all those facets, all, all those games, mm-hmm. there's no chance. Maybe the Falcons at the end, but that's about it. I well, mean, I mean, Dan supposedly Dan Quinn's playing for his his job too now. So yeah, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, I I agree with that. I think even if even with the games that are at home, I, I know we have like these next three games are all at home. So yeah, but. Yeah, I don't see it, especially against Carolina. The Saints are going to... I mean, gonna, the Saints are trying to fight the Rams for, yeah, home, like, the number one seed. The Saints are going to kill us because of week one, and they'll be pissed off for that. I'd laugh if we won that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two wins against the Saints. But, yeah, I don't see very many winnable games. Um, but, yeah, this is the last one, and I don't know if we have the people to <laughs> to do it. So Okay, on to their defense. Yeah. On our defense versus their offense. Yeah, defensively, uh, it's going to be a challenge again because we're going to be without Levante David, without Quan Alexander, Justin Evans, maybe even Jordan Whitehead. He's got a concussion. He's in the concussion protocol. <laughs> so if he's out, then, yeah, your safeties look atrocious. And, you know, up front, you know, you have a, a lot of injuries. JPP's hurt. Uh, Jared McCoy's still battling his injuries. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Vinny Curry with the high ankle sprain. So all those guys um, are banged up. And then you're just linebacker core in general is just not very good. I mean, you have Riley Bullis starting at middle linebacker uh, next to Devontae Bond, which is just 
that's disaster written all over it, especially against a team like the 49ers who run a lot of zone plays and then they run a lot of uh, misdirection yeah. runs and, and getting guys in motion. So You're going to have guys running into each other. I guarantee it. Probably, and you're going to have San Francisco guys running wide open down the field. That's what I feel is going to happen because they were able to get guys wide open against the Vikings defense. So just imagine what they're going to do against our defense. I mean, yeah, you have three guys in the middle that don't know what the hell they're doing. Right. They, the communication, you obviously, every game we're seeing, it's bad. Now these are three guys that barely play. Yep. Bond, just like you said, you don't. He doesn't know what he's doing. He just runs and he's going to be covering Kittle. Come on. I mean, Kittle's going to have a big, big day. Mm-hmm. Let's, you, you can't say anything else. I mean, if Jordan Whitehead doesn't even play. Yeah. Who You have Isaiah Johnson and this new guy we just signed. Andrew Adams. And, oh, Andrew Adams. But, and we also signed Josh Shaw, a corner. Yeah. But he's probably not going to play. Uh, but, God, I mean, sadly, we're – who can we stop? I, I mean, again, an offense that has is fifth overall in running. Yeah, especially we just got off of a, the Giants can't run the ball at all. <laughs> but yeah, they have a special talent, Saquon Barkley, who can make you miss and everything. But they couldn't run before us. Right. And now we're facing the fifth overall like, with linebackers that can't fill holes, don't know what a gap is, and then you have defensive line getting pushed back. Mm-hmm. It's. It's not going to be pretty. I mean, yeah, that's another thing I was going to say. Their offensive line is big, big and stout. Um, they have a lot of, you know, the tackles are just huge in general with Joe Staley and, and McClinchy. And then uh, Tomlinson's a good run blocker. Um, not sure. Who, I forget who their center is. Center and right guard. But they center, just. Center, Weston, Richburg. Yeah, okay. And right so guard, he, Mike Peer, Person. Okay, yeah. So Richburg is the guy from the Giants who yeah. came over. He signed as a free agent. Uh, he's been terrific, just like um, our center and Ryan Jensen. So, yeah, they have they have a stout O line like facing a D line that is soft. Let's be let's be honest, they're soft. So they get pushed back, and then we have linebackers that don't fill gaps and just run into guys. So it's going to be a challenge. I mean, hopefully Whitehead can play because at least he can match up with a Kittle. Um, same thing with Andrew Adams; they could probably put him on Kittle and see what happens, but. Other than that, I mean, we just we don't have much going for us. I mean, it's 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 going to be a challenge. I mean, I'll be honest. The defense, it's just so undermanned right now because of injuries. Yeah, it, you're you're missing your two. Yeah, it's just asking a lot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I know we're down in them a lot right now, but it's to their not not credit, but just saying mm-hmm. they're just so undermanned. You yeah. can't expect them to do well when. Yeah, David and Quan are out. Yeah, you're missing a lot. And of- then Hargrave's out. Yeah, I mean that, that's he's been out for a while, but still, like there, there's a lot of missing mm-hmm. pieces that were supposed to be here, and it's already the defense as a whole as a scheme wasn't working. Right. And now you have backups trying to learn and guys that haven't even been on the damn team. Bond wasn't even on the damn team. Right. Bull is the practice squad, and I mean, yeah, they weren't really in the heart of it all. Right. So. It's scary. Uh, yeah, you, you better hope Carlton Davis and Grimes can do something on the outside. But you, 
Yeah, our only really hope of like the defense making plays is, is JPP. It, yeah, is that, but also you know the San Francisco 49ers um, quarterback making bad decisions, uh, which he has shown in the past. He has been inaccurate at times. Uh, they are 24th in passing, so really that's our only hope is like somehow you find a way to get them in a third and long situation uh, and stop them that way and maybe get a turnover, but. You know, it's defensively, it's going to be maybe get it. What the hell is a turnover? Yeah, what is a turnover? But yeah, it's going to be a tall task just because of you know Shanahan and the way he utilizes his offense. And plus, they're coming off a bye week, oh, uh, two so weeks to prepare. Two weeks to prepare. Uh, it's going to be tough. The only positive I can say is the Bucks defense does play better at home. Uh, barely, I think they allow twenty three points at home instead of I think it's thirty nine on the road. So, God damn. <laughs> so that's the one positive. They might play better. They did play good against the Redskins at home. I mean, only allowed sixteen. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe they got something there. They still had Levante. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and Justin Evans. But um, yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll cheer hard for them, but it's <laughs> not expecting, you know, good results. Yeah, I usually am so revved up and want, I'm like, I'm going to drink my ass off and <laughs> just get, I don't know. But yeah. this, I don't feel so excited about this one. Well, at least it'll be a nice day out. It'll be, you yeah. know, beautiful weather and be nice to, you know, we'll we'll talk with the monks, the other fans and have some have some good times there. But I think we're just going to get run over. Probably. <laughs> we're going to get, it's going to be run Run, run, and then yeah. what it should be over the top after that. Yeah. And you start bringing everyone in the box, Kyle Shanahan's going to be like, okay, guys, okay, here we go. Run that shit. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what I see. Uh, yeah, we hate to be negative, but, again, it's just gotten to that point where we have to be real, and that's what we're doing and, you know, speaking the truth. And sometimes the truth does hurt, but that's what the Bucks are in right now. That's their situation. Uh, it's kind of just, you know, passing the weeks along until we get to, you know, who our no, new coach is going to be. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty. Wait, speaking of the truth. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what's the truth, whether you like it or not. But it's truth, and truth don't hurt. But truth don't hurt. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce. There you go. Uh, how's Bruce Arians? <laughs> we talked about him earlier. So those of you who want to see how we see Bruce Arians. I think it was what, episode 20 or something. Yes. Um, and speaking of the coach search, the newest, uh, what, the poll was Eric Bienemy. Yes. We had to look up how to say that name because <laughs> I was like, Bienemy? <laughs> but it's Bienemy. Yeah. Uh, that's the Chiefs Office of Coordinator right now. We'll, we're looking more into him. Uh, it was a quick turnaround, so it's kind of hard to look up fully where this guy is. But I guess he was a, a good college running back. Played nine years in the NFL, and he's been under Andy Reid for a while. Yeah, <laughs> he which, was, is, which is good. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's he's coming out of nowhere. I mean, he was running backs coach for Jamal Charles, um, AP, now Kareem Hunt, and then now he's offensive coordinator. So it's yeah. it, there's a lot to like about him, but I'm, I want to dig more and just give you all more information later. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be part of our little. Uh, fun routine of looking up coaches so we actually know who the hell we hire hopefully we go over the new coach yeah <laughs> and guys yeah we, we're dead serious cutter there's no way he's gonna stay no 
It's there's a ticking time. Yeah, hopefully with the guys that we're talking about, hopefully one of them gets you know at least selected, and that would be kind of that. <laughs> I would probably be pretty sad like if they don't select one of these guys that we're highlighting. Right. Um, you know they seem like the the high profile candidates, the guys that are most likely to get a job. But then you'll probably have the Glazers come out and they'll just pick some random dude, you know. <laughs> Special teams coordinator for a college team. Right. You know, find another Shiano or something. I don't know. But I hope that's not the case. Hopefully, you know, they finally figure out, like, it's we need to get serious. Like, we've been losing for the last 10 years. It's time to start, you know, making the right hires and getting the right people in here. Get the right culture. You know, kind of follow what the Lightning are doing. Follow what the Rays are doing. But... You know, that's just one man's dream we can hope for, you know. <laughs> I mean, either way, we're still going to be rooting for him. Yeah. We get mad because we care so much about him. Exactly. Okay. I mean, I'm, I don't like downing him. I don't. I mean, it's, it's straight shooting, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Bruce Arian says, I mean, he's, he's, he's not downing the person. He's, I'm not downing the team. I'm downing what the hell they're doing. Right. Exactly. And they're just putting shit on the field. So, yeah. It's not shit talking if it's true. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like the Magic, for example. We're we're Magic fans, and like we we want him want him to lose, but at the same <laughs> time, like they're doing good this year. Like they're off to because of coaching. Yeah, coaching exactly. They're off to a solid start, and they're starting to win games. And now we're actually pissed if they lose now. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, I think. You know, I think that's going to wrap it up. A short episode today, uh, really just talking about the 49ers game coming up. We will be at the game, and hopefully we see some of you guys there. And just, uh, yeah, I mean, hope for the best, really. That's all we can do. And hopefully this team starts to to get going in the right direction. But with that being said, be sure to follow us at Real Bucks Talk. Follow us on iTunes, Podbean. And I hope everyone had a, thanks- a great Thanksgiving. And be sure to continue to eat all the leftovers and have a great weekend. Go Bucks.